Hi, this is Nikki Klein from Battlestar Galactica, and you're listening to Galactica Quorum. It's a fracking podcast. She's a little nutters. Did hmm. you look at her? Maybe she has the sweets for Gaeta. Yeah. Those must be the most unreliable ships in the history of space. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Galactica Quorum. This is episode number 58. It's a fracking podcast. It's a fracking podcast about Battlestar Galactica. I'm Brian and with me today is... Michelle. And Jason. Our website is galacticaquorum.com. Our email is gquorum at gmail.com. That's spelled G-Q-U-O-R-U-M. Our voicemail is 206-350-6756. Leave us a message with some of your thoughts, your predictions, what you think of these webisodes, any kind of comment. We also have forums on our website where we talk about Battlestar and other sci-fi shows. And we have a Twitter account for you to follow us. That's Galactica Quorum. In this episode, we're going to be talking about some of the new webisodes that are showing on the sci-fi website. We are going to cover the first three. Those are the ones that have come out thus far as we record this. Now, they're releasing them uh, as a webisode and also a webisode with commentary. Normally, for the episodes that we talk about, we don't listen to the Ron Moore podcast. But for this, I figure it's not too big of a deal, so I've listened to some of the commentary. Since there are three episodes so far, what I'd like to do is kind of talk about them uh, as the whole, and then I'll go back and talk about them as they relate to the show. To me, that's more interesting than yeah. than what's going on actually in the webisode. But this webisode series is called The Face of the Enemy. The basic premise is Geta is on a three-hour tour to the uh, vacation ship, the Zephyr. Is that what it was? The Zephyr? I think it was Zephyr, yeah. And things go awry. So it's Geta's island, basically. Because conveniently, Geta is the only one that can fix the problem. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to do a whole summary, but we'll just talk about some of the high points. Part one opens with the Chiron that says nine days after they discovered the devastated Earth. And then it shows you some scenes of things that are going to happen in the webisode. And then it goes back three days earlier. I am not a fan of the whole three days earlier device. I definitely didn't like that they showed all those little snippety scenes. That's like when they do the montage in the beginning of the episode. Sometimes it they- works, but I don't think it worked. I thought it was unnecessary for a mini webisode. I mean, the webisodes are so short. That it almost seemed like they're padding because they're doing all those. But how can you things. pad a three-minute webisode? Well, no, they have they have ten episodes, ten webisodes. I guess it'll come out to be about thirty minutes or so. I don't know what the purpose of it really was. And just from the things that we saw, we saw somebody cutting their hand, and that led me to believe it was something along the lines of. You know, that one trick that Athena did that one time where she jacked some sort of cord into her wrist and that helped them do a special FTL jump. That seems like what they're going to possibly do here. So why show something like that? Why give it away? I don't know. I just, I'm not a fan of that device. Other comments about the first episode. One of the things I noticed was uh, CIC, I thought, looked very strange. It didn't look at all like the CIC that we've come to know. And I watched the episode again and I was like, well, no, they're flying off from the Galactica, so it must be... The Galactica. And I guess this is one of the benefits of listening to the commentary because they said, in fact, that uh, they had to use like just some spare part of a set to do the CIC because they were dismantling it, 
to put up for a prop auction. No. That's next month. That's not what she said. What'd she say? She said they didn't have full access. They didn't have she full, did full access. But they were filming the movie. But they were dismantling it as soon as they were done with everything. Right. Yeah. So they were filming at the same time. And we had an email from someone who asked why Ty was there and not Adama as the guy. And that also was answered in the commentary, which was that Adama was doing the movie. But I thought Ty was taken off command. Because well, he's a Cylon. Eh, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. That, to me, that's that's the overarching stuff we'll talk about later. So, Gata takes off on the Raptor, and they have the Raptor in flight. And, of course, every time they show people flying in a Raptor, you know something's going to happen because nothing ever those, those must be the most unreliable ships in the history of space. <laughs> They're supposed to be like the workhorses, but it seems like every time they fly in them, something blows a gasket. Well, there's is- a point now. I mean, I guess you'd explain it like, you know, they've been in space for this many years, and they're just jury-rigging everything by now. But, you know, good God. I'd be like, Raptor? No, thanks. I'll stay on the ship. <laughs> Send me to Baltar's room. Yeah. <laughs> so the fleet jumps. That's the end of the the first webisode. So thoughts on the first webisode. And again, we're talking more about just this. We're not going to talk about how it relates to the season five yet. My first thought was, I think I've seen this before. A mistimed jump that sends you somewhere to the wrong place. It's like every episode. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I thought it was fascinating that you put two eights on the same ship because that obviously is going to make it harder to film the scenes. Yeah, why were they there? I mean, I understand that the eights are in cahoots with the humans now, but were they taking a vacation too? Wait a minute. And wasn't one of them in a colonial uniform? One of them was a pilot. Again, thanks for the commentary. But one of them was identified as Pilot 8 and one was Sweet 8. Pilot 8 was just one of the pilots, I guess, that the Cylons used. But she's walking around. Okay, I'm sorry. If she's going the, on The vaca- uniform wasn't a colonial uniform. It was sort of like in the, the hub episode where they destroyed the hub. So it was like a Cylon uniform. It was like a Cylon okay. kind of Because at black. first I thought it looked like a colonial uniform. And I'm like, why is she right. walking around with it if she's not Athena? I thought the same thing, but it is, from what I could tell, the uniform of the Cylon skin job pilot. I'm glad they're allowed to enjoy vacation. (laughs) So we saw right away, Gaeta is the focus of the episode. So then the other big thing about Gaeta, besides him having his leg and whatnot, was the spoiler that was on the internet revealing that him and Hoshi Hoshi. are a couple. So as I was watching this... Which, by the way, I'd like to thank every website that made that their title... And didn't inform anybody that that was a spoiler. Right. Spoiler 101, people. Don't make it your title. So as I was watching this, and Michelle and I were actually watching it, we knew it was going to happen. I knew they were going to do it, but I didn't think they would do it so soon. But I guess, I mean, it doesn't really matter. You were expecting a 10-episode build-up to a kiss? That's what most other shows do. <laughs> well, and we've determined many times over that this is so much true. better than most other Very shows. Very true. I'm not complaining. We got an email from Bill who writes on the subject. I couldn't decide how I felt about BSG's handling of the revelation about Gata. On one hand, good for them for not making a, quote, very special episode out of it. Yes. But on the other hand, that quick scene had a furtive quality sometimes seen on shows like 24 when the traitor is being revealed. I suppose the other thing in the foreground of that interaction explained the secrecy. I just took it as, you know, it's an established couple. Which I is fine. Goodbye. I mean, what was the big deal about it? Anything that labels this a controversy? To tell you the truth, I don't think they needed it at all. Yeah. That's what I kind of felt like. I was thinking, is it like a mea culpa because of the whole Kane thing? Yeah. I feel like that's almost what it is. It's like an olive branch saying, all right, we screwed that up. Here's a character that's not crazy and a homicidal. I just think it's fine that Gaeta and Hoshi are a couple, and but 
I know it's going to play out that Hoshi is going to push further for them to find Gata. Then everybody's going to start questioning within the crew, but I don't think it was necessary. Does this open up a new a tolerance meme that will be introduced into the show? I feel like we already have enough of that. We have the tolerance of accepting skin jobs as being, quote, people. I don't think it will. Weren't the webisodes filmed after the season was complete? Yes. So nothing that's done on the webisode will have any impact on what we see in TV in January. Well, maybe they already wrote it into the script. It might be. They might have discussed it frequently, but... Yeah, maybe it was like a subtle addition into the season. Yeah. But it would be kind of forced in what's been billed as the last episodes to suddenly... It'd be hard to introduce this and explore it and wrap it up while you're still trying to come to grips with the fact that the thing you've been searching for is destroyed. It's probably a can of worms best left unopened at this point. Right. So, I don't know. Let us know what you think about it. I don't think it's going to have much impact in the season, like Jason says, and... uh, does it feel like it's something that they're offering to the actor? Because from what I understand, when the producers came down to deciding who the final four were going to be, it was got to a point where it was a toss-up between Anders and Gaeta. They were like, eh, Anders, Gaeta, Anders, Gaeta, Anders, Gaeta. And they settled on Anders. And so Gaeta ended up being just the guy left out. And so, I mean, did they feel like, okay, well, let's give you this to do to uh, give you some nice acting job. Like I said, I just don't think it was necessary. I mean, how much have romantic relationships really played a role a in lot. this? Everybody's and personal relationship plays a huge role in this show. I know, I'm kidding. Jeez. But, <laughs> no, but it's just, like, why introduce another one? I think, again, they've got so much to wrap up. In I think they wanted to wrap Gate up because Gate is the only one in the entire show that has never been shown in a relationship. But why not leave it at that? That's one of the things I don't understand about these shows. It's like because everyone has to hook up, but it's like, okay. why? Well, why you know, do they have okay. to do that? Well, then, well, in that case, the quote-unquote controversy would be that the fans of the show identified him as the potential gay character a long time ago. And if you don't show him in a relationship then you've ignored the gay character while focusing on all the heterosexual relationships. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they were now, like... that's a manufactured controversy. I feel like they were just sitting around and they're like, you know what, we never had a gay to, in a relationship and someone might have blurted out, mm, well, let's see, maybe could we make him gay? And someone's like, oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I just don't see the point of it. There's nothing wrong with having a guy not in a relationship. Just leave it at that. Like, I wonder if they did that to show also why Gata was so personally affected by what Baltar did. I could see that, too. Again, that's one of the things that they might have had in the writer's room, drawing a parallel between the Gina betrayal right. with Kane and how she reacted. And they might have, I don't know which came first, whether they've been like, hmm, Gata got really affected by that. Oh, yeah, we did that thing with Gina and Kane. Do we want to, I, you know, I don't know which came first, but to me, it's almost too much of a parallel. I don't like things that are drawn out to the point where it's forced to that manner. So, Well, plus, just in the situation, with everything being established, is it's a small ship. They've been on a small ship for three or four years. Everybody's up in everybody else's business. Revealing this like it's a big surprise. Having Ty act like he, what are you getting at? I had no clue. Please be for real. <laughs> they talk. I mean, they, they've gone to great lengths to point out the fact that if people wanted to have alone time, it basically had to be arranged with everyone else. Yeah. To get a room by themselves, so don't pretend like this is a secret. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't flow with the narrative you've set up. 
I don't think we even talk about how their society might be different from our society. Like, are they more progressive in that they don't view that kind of relationship as bad thing? Because I don't think, like you said, they're going to touch it later on anyway. So I don't know that we need even need to talk about it. Moving on. Right, We're moving on. on. So the other two webisodes. Okay, the other two. In the next episode, mainly exposition, they determined that their ship has jumped too far. They went over the red line and they're kind of screwed because they can't get back. And that's really all that happens in episode, <laughs> in episode two. It's only three minutes. Well, it was the it was the immediate. They have to introduce the concept very quickly that five people trapped in a small room, two skin jobs, at least two people that are automatically calling them skin jobs, so they're automatically the anti Cylon people. So anything that goes wrong is going to be the Cylon's fault, right? That's what that whole episode was about. It's like here's the immediate divisions in the ship. It was a setup. And then we get to part three, in which we learn Gaeta has some tie to the eight. And there's a brief which at first, flashback. When to, she was like, don't you recognize me? I'm like, is that Boomer? And I'm like, no, wait a minute. The other one would have known it was Boomer. Yeah. I got a little excited. And then I was like, oh. And I had to <laughs> think, did we actually see that transaction? No. Was that a previously on we had seen before? No. I don't no. think it was. They never established how he was getting documents. No. They let us to believe that he was getting them himself, so this was brand new. And, right. and that's fine, because it doesn't affect... Again, it's the perfect webisode thing. It creates tension within a webisode, but it doesn't impact what we've previously seen or will see on regular TV. But how did Gata determine it was that eight? Because he's had so many interactions with other eights on a personal basis. She gave him the look. Yeah. Yeah, the look. I'm the that look. eight. You remember? I'm the third eight that you know personally. <laughs> It's like dealing with twins or triplets. There's a little subtle thing you know about all of them. Except when they come back and go, did you miss me? And you sound exactly like Nikki. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard not to get away from that show. (laughs) (laughs) Though I will be getting away from that show. I won't. I'll still watch it. Mm. And then the other big development is that the pilot eight gets under the console to fix or take a look at the scrubber and get zapped. And dies, and then the story turns into a sci-fi version of Clue. Who did it? What's the motive? Right. Who removed the rubber handles? We've established that somehow someone wanted to kill a Cylon, and they sabotaged an FTL coordinate, an FTL drive, rubber pliers, and created the whole force alarm to make the entire fleet jump in the first place. That's a lot of effort to get rid of one One skin job. Yeah. And I think Gaeta automatically jumping to the conclusion that somebody rigged this yeah. was kind of like, oh, come on, yeah. really? Did uh, you have to jump that quickly to it's, it? It's like the chief could just go, dude, we haven't replaced a set of pliers in five years. I know. They just wore off by themselves. Right. <laughs> That's when you need air. You know what? I wanted to go to Home Depot, <laughs> but it got blown up. I mean, did they never consider that maybe just that Pilot 8 was like, I'll just fix it, and in the act, I'll... I'll kill myself. And that way you guys will have one less body consuming oxygen. I think it was the chick pilot and the engineer dude in the Raptor with the pliers. <laughs> well, if it was, well, this is where it gets hard to buy what's happening. Cause if you go by Jason's theory that the whole thing was a rigged up setup where they were flying and there was a, they had to jump and it was the other side one. And then, then that's a lot to happen, but I think they're going to do it more 
along the lines of someone in the ship is supposed to be the guy or girl who's doing it, and I think it's the the sweet eight. It's a Cylon. You think? Well, but why the, would you want to? Because well, I don't know why, but I would immediately not give any of the other red shirted people in the Raptor the ability or capability okay. or opportunity to rig everything that's been rigged. Well, she did give Gata that totally psychotic look. Which one? The other, the sweet eight. Okay. She's a little nutters. Did mm. you look at her? Gata, do you remember maybe she me? Just, maybe she has the sweets for Gata. Gata. There you go. I'll kill and everyone. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not like that way. It should be like, join uh, us. But, but there's this cavil I'd really like to meet. <laughs> so after this episode where it turns into this murder mystery, I'm not as enthused about the webisodes as they are right now. I, I feel like... Well, it has to be self-contained. It has to be, but I almost... The funny thing Consider is, what happened with the webisodes with the New Caprica. I mean, that showed you something that was happening... During that time. During that time, and it just felt like it was part of the overall story. This feels like it, it's so inconsequential. On. It doesn't matter. It's a murder mystery, and I was like... It's a little side adventure. Yeah, it's like when you're going on the main quest, and you see all these little side quests you could do. That's what it is. Like Fallout 3? That Dude, was a nerd comment. There are so many side quests in Fallout 3, it's not even funny. <laughs> All right, so let's tie this in. Uh, let's back up and tie it all into the main series for season five. Some of the things we can glean from the episode. Number one, they have the fleet nine days off from Earth. They're back in space. We know that. So they're not sticking around Earth for whatever reason. Which, That's, to me, also establishes that if you had any last hope that maybe it wasn't actually Earth they found, well, they're basically telling you, no, it was Earth. Yeah. Because, you know, they established it could have been Earth, but now they're saying, or at least to them, it was Earth. Right. And the other thing is that Ty is still the XO. So whatever repercussions there were from Ty being revealed as the Cylon, apparently everyone's accepted him back in the fold. He's back on the bridge. He feels confident enough that he can perform his duty. He seemed like Ty from season three pre-Cylon reveal. He didn't seem to have any qualms whatsoever about being a Cylon or anything like that or dealing with people on the CIC. None of that. It almost seemed like a return to the status quo, which is interesting. Right. Of course, potentially what she could have in the next season is maybe, this is nine days later, maybe the first eight days are covered over like a span of five or six episodes. And there's actually like a lot that goes into the fact that ties back on the bridge. Now, the other thing that pops up is Cavill's fleet is out there is out there and searching for them and somehow finds them although they said it was a false alarm which was again that seems like a really weird setup but I'm curious to see though if this is true that Cavill's fleet is still after them and again we don't know for sure if it's true now because they said it was a false alarm so we don't know if they are actually having contacts with Cavill's pursuing fleet or not one thing I do think of when we get back to season five is if and when Cavill ever does catch up with them, I'd be curious to see what kind of tactics that they take when they engage, if they're fighting. Because if there's no resurrection hub, I would have to think that he would be much more cautious about how he uses his resources, especially the Cylon fighters, because those resurrect too. As we've learned, like Scar, they kept saying how the Cylon ships would uh, learn from their mistakes and they come back and they get better and better. But if they don't, I think the Silent Fighters, much like the Centurions, their minds were freed. So they might be like, uh, are we sure we want to have this mad rush where we're going to truly die? I don't know. Be curious. If you want to overanalyze what the webisode could mean, and be completely wrong, I could say that 
maybe it's an indication that the Cylon Civil War is actually also taking place within the Cylons that joined the Galactica fleet. Hmm. I like that. Maybe not every Cylon that came along was in complete agreement. And now right. that Earth has been destroyed and Earth doesn't exist, maybe there's actually some division within the Cylon division. And that's what this is kind of indicating. But again, we could turn on the first episode. and That could be completely wrong because the episode could be completely standalone. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, we'll do another wrap up of a few episodes bunched together in a week or so. And we will talk about those. And everybody have a happy holiday. Yes, have happy holidays. Happy Festivus. Festivus. Our website is galacticacorum.com. Our email is gquorum at gmail.com. Our voicemail, 206-350-6756. The jump clock is running. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I approve of this Heroes Free episode. Since it's plural, it will be with me today. R. Oh, Lord. God. Damn editors. (laughs) (laughs) Maintain. Heavy breathing. Serenity now. (laughs) Dude, we've talked about it. The weather has thrown everybody off today. Yeah. Uh, Outside our window, it's like 35 degrees and raining. Why can't it it just snow? Be any crappier. Just snow. Yeah. If it's going to be crappy, it might as well be snowing. Anyway.